Welcome to this episode of Sunday Reprise, where we bring the church to you and deliver nothing but the truth. Brought to you by Maranatha Family Church International Ministries in Davao City, Philippines. We hope this message will bless you. Let's go. Uh, is it right for us to be afraid or to celebrate? Okay. Uh, concerning the rebuilding of the third temple, I believe it's a... No, we don't need to fear, okay? We don't need to be afraid of the rebuilding of the third temple, okay? Fear not because uh, the Lord is in control. He is sovereign, so He knows what He allows. And we need to read the book of Revelation because in the book of Revelation, the sequence of events, how they will happen, Although the when is not clear to us, but the what and the how is described, even the, se- the sequencing of the, the, the events, they are described in the book of Revelation. Okay, so that uh, we, will, uh, we are aware of what's going to happen next and next and next. And um, that is why it's important for Christians to read the Bible. So... What does the Bible say about the rebuilding of the third temple? Okay, now to answer uh, the question, let me talk a little bit about uh, the red heifer. Okay, now some say that the, that the red heifer has no significance to the rebuilding of the temple. Uh, for me, it's a yes and no. Okay, uh, yes, because, you know, we can build, we can construct a structure without the red heifer. And that is true. Uh, but no, because, uh, because uh, the Jews find it significant. Why? Because the Jews, I mean, I'm referring to Judaism. Okay, uh, since they didn't have, they, they don't have uh, the, the, a temple for a long, long time. Okay, so there was no... Uh, offering no sacrifice for the sins of the of Israel, um, so the 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 temple priest or those who will be ministering in the future temple are considered unclean. Okay, they are considered what unclean. So there is a need for purification, and the way that they know how to restart the third temple. Of course, uh, for them, it is important that everything that includes the priest who will be ministering are purified, okay? Are clean, are holy unto the Lord, okay? So that uh, it will be what? Acceptable to God. So there is a need for purification. That's a simple answer. That's why is there a significance between the red heifer and the rebuilding of the tent? third temple of course there is because what because uh, the the priest the temple itself okay needs to be what holy unto the lord so there is this is where our red heifer comes in now um uh mind you that uh, we have been uh, sharing we've been vocal about the subject on the red heifer since the pandemic okay maybe late 2020 or early 2021 i don't know how many times i share this you know uh, we traveled we talked to our our churches uh, our outreaches okay our network churches and then uh, we already mentioned about this red heifer and uh, and now uh it finally comes to pass. <laughs> okay, it came to pass. So, uh, and during that time, a lot of people are in a denial mode. They're, they think that, uh, you know, they, they doubted what we teach. They, they, they don't think that this is really going to happen very soon. And, uh, and then, guess what? Last Thursday, what, what's the date last Thursday? Okay, can you please check? Last Thursday, uh, our friend who is... September? No, no, no. Last Thursday. Last Thursday. Okay, 15. Okay, last Thursday, uh, September 15, uh, was the scheduled flight 
okay? Uh, from Texas of the five red heifers to Israel. Okay, so it arrived, okay, uh, last week. And uh, finally, okay, but before that, okay, I, I was, I, I had uh, a, a conversation. We had an exchange of conversation. Uh, the, the, the one, our friend in charge in helping the, the rabbis look for the red heifers. And of course, it's connected with the Jewish uh, community. Okay, and um, they're, they're happy right now. And I believe so that uh, we don't need to fear. We should be happy because uh, the fulfillment of prophecy you know is 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 upon us it's like uh, it's in our time okay and uh w okay i know i uh, a lot of people are disturbed and uh, you don't understand what's happening and what you will be you know how to react but uh just just uh, don't change switch channel just uh, continue to listen to what we will tell you okay in this uh, episode in this uh, uh, sermon okay so friends uh, the thing is I hope that now the red heifers you can search the internet uh, and and you know that uh, there are a lot of uh, there's a lot of articles and videos posted especially those who are close to Sir uh, Byron Stinson, okay? Uh, the, 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 his friends, those in the media, the, the ministers that are close to him, uh, the, who knows him personally, okay? Uh, he loves the Lord Jesus Christ, you know, he, he's the one who brought us uh, to Israel. And uh, the very first day that uh, he did a lecture uh on us uh, at the breakfast table in Israel, I really it really crushed my heart because uh, you know it, it I I felt the love of God for His people and for us Christians, and and I can't uh, I can't describe the the revelation of God's love during that time when Sir Byron explained that you know everything that God does is. Uh, it's because he loves us and he's, you know, it's so amazing, you know, it's so amazing the how God works. And even this time that uh, I believe because God knew his heart and that's why God chose him and prepared him, you know, prepared him in the specific job or career or, 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 or uh, work that he has in, in Texas uh, that you know, was the channel for for this thing to happen. Okay, so everything will be is orchestrated. <laughs> okay, in order for this uh, fulfillment of prophecy. So my point here, friends, is that the person uh, that is uh, that you know the keynote person here in this uh, red heifer uh, preparation for the temple is. Uh, is our friend okay i know him personally and he's a good man and he loves the lord so much and and i'm saying this because there's a lot of people who are bashing and uh and coming from christians and, and i don't i don't uh, understand because you see if you're a christian you understand that in the bible the lord jesus christ uh predicted that the the signs uh these signs are going to happen before he comes. Before the, meaning to say that the world will go through labor pain. Okay, before the baby is conceived. Okay, uh, before the mother gives birth to a baby, the mother will go through what we call labor pain. And so, part of the labor pain is are the events, and uh, and this uh, third temple is one of the milestone. Okay, you must understand that before the coming of Christ, you know, all of these things will happen. So every time we see a fulfillment of an, uh, okay, a fulfillment of end time prophecy, we should be happy because it's, it's drawing us nearer and nearer to the end. Okay, um, but the thing is, if, if you're not ready for the return of the Lord Jesus Christ, then you have the right to be afraid, okay? 
if you're not ready, you're not uh, intimate with the Lord, you're not living right with God, then, then friends, I encourage you, it is now. There's no more time, okay? There's no more time. Get right with God. Repent from a sinful life. Get right with God and go straight all the way, okay? Remain faithful to the Lord Jesus Christ. So, my, by the way, so let, let me give you a, a sh- simple short background about the Red Heifer and its significance to the rebuilding of the Third Temple. Then, We'll go back. Then after that, we'll go back to the question: What does the Bible say about the rebuilding of the temple? Okay, it's like should we uh, should we Christians celebrate? Should we uh, should we be happy? Should we rejoice uh, concerning the rebuilding of the third temple? So we will answer that right after a brief background on the uh, red heifer. But again, the update is five red heifers is now in. The land of Israel. Okay? They are there. What for? Okay. First, we need to define define what is the red heifer. Can you, can you put that on screen? What is the red heifer about? Okay? The red heifer is a female bovine or cow which has never been pregnant or milk or yolk. Also known as the red cow was a cow brought to the priest as a sacrifice according to the Torah. And its ashes were used for the ritual purification. Again, uh, Israel is considered unclean. Uh, they, they didn't have temple for a long, long time. And so to restart the temple, uh, everything uh, that is uh, connected to the temple, including their priest, must be must go through the process of purification. And uh, f- uh, for in order for them to do that, they need the ashes of a red heifer. Okay? So that, after the ceremony, uh, they have the, the means to do the purification and so they can quickly uh, rebuild or construct the third temple. So that is the significance. Okay? Now, but I want to read to you the background, Genesis 15 verse 9 says, So the Lord said to him, meaning to Abraham, Bring me a heifer, a goat, and a ram, each three years old, along with a dove and a young pigeon. Okay, Numbers 19 verse 1 says, The Lord said to Moses and Aaron, verse 2, This is a requirement of the law requirement of the Lord that the Lord has commanded. Tell the Israelites to bring you a what? Red heifer without defect or blemish and that has never been under a yoke. Give it to Eleazar, the priest. It is to be taken outside the camp and slaughtered in his presence. So you see, um, the red heifer is biblical. And the thing that you want, I want you to uh, uh, notice, okay, the, in Genesis 15, it says, Bring me a heifer, a goat, a ram, each, what? Three years old. Again, three years old. <laughs> so now uh, the question is, how old are the five reed heifers in Israel? Okay, that's a valid question. Uh, uh, it's two years old, okay. <laughs> and then uh, they will. I think the first one will turn three by October of 2023. Okay, October of 2023, one will turn three years old. Uh, but I think that the, there is one that will turn three by 2024. Okay, that means to say uh, they can be offered. Okay, meaning to say the ceremony can uh, can uh, may happen sometime 2024, 2025. But who knows? I don't know. You know, because somebody told me, "Kuya, is it a sin if I pray that you know the red heifer will be sick?" Or so it, it's funny. We laugh, but you know. We cannot stop unconditional prophecies, okay? But if it is God's will, 
for this to be delayed, well, it will be delayed. But who knows? But the thing is whether it will resume or will be delayed, okay, it's not for us. The thing is, we need to be ready, okay? We need to be ready because we, we see these signs and this is no longer uh, written in, uh, in, uh, in a material that we read, that we study. But this is literally happening in our days, in our time. And therefore, uh, we need to be ready. Okay, so another thing concerning the red heifer is that for the Jews, okay, according to the Jews, the red heifer is the key to redemption, according to the Jews, okay? Now, of course, for us, redemption is only found in a person of the Lord Jesus Christ, okay? But for the Jews, the red heifer is the key to redemption. The red heifer is the key to the rebuilding of the third temple. That's the, uh, uh, the red heifer is the last piece they need for the rebuilding of the third temple. So that is according to the Jews. Now, let's uh, proceed. And this is their belief. Their belief is that the tent, but why tent? Because the first one was uh, sacrificed or offered by Abraham. Let me check my notes. It was... Uh, it was processed by, uh, no, 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 sorry. The very first red heifer was processed by Moses. Uh, and then, oh, it's, it's Moses, okay? Um, the second was done by prophet Ezra. And then uh, during the second temple time, there, there were seven heifers that were offered. Uh, you know, their ashes were used. And then, of course, we know what happened. Uh, Jesus prophesied that the temple will be, you know. Um, so, so now, to rebuild the third temple, they, uh, a rabbi from long ago uh, wrote that uh, the tent red heifer was to be ready, uh, was uh, for the, the temple. Okay, rebuilding of the temple. And... Uh, uh, I don't. I won't go into details, but the Orthodox Jews are expecting that uh, you know, with the coming of their Messiah. What Orthodox Jews are expecting with the coming of the Messiah, you know, for them the Messiah is a man. He's a political person. He's a political leader. Uh, that he will usher an era of peace. There's going to be a world uh, global peace and harmony. And that the Messiah will build the third temple in Jerusalem or will establish a new temple. And that the Messiah will reinstitute the Jewish kingdom or establish a new Jewish government. Or, uh, you know, he will restructure. He's going to, I forgot the right word. Um, anyway, so this is what they believe. But then uh, uh, in their writing, okay, um, it was said that uh, in the historical record, in his commentary to the Mishnah, the great Maimonides, or I don't know how to pronounce it, Maimonides or Maimonides, well, ends with the enigmatic statement. It says, And the tenth red heifer will be accomplished by the king, the Messiah. May he reveal may he be revealed speedily amen may it be god's will so so that's why the, the in judaism they were expecting that the that the uh, messiah which is the, the a man who is a political leader will appear okay uh, and why he will appear because uh, the of the uh, red heifer why because uh, according to them according to them not not according to the bible that uh, the red heifer, the tent, I mean the tent red heifer will be prepared by their Messiah himself. Meaning to say the, 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 the Messiah that they're waiting for will appear uh, because he is the one, okay? He is the one who will be officiating the, the re releasing of the red heifer's life. It's like uh, offering it. Okay, so that's their belief. 
All right. Uh, therefore, uh, therefore, the red heifer is a sign that the Messiah will return, according to them. Or acquiring of the red heifer is associated to the revealing of the Messiah. So it's, but in the Bible, okay, in the Bible, okay, that is according to them. In the Bible, if you read Daniel chapter eight, you know, uh, you see that uh, there's going to be war. And uh, I, I hope I can explain to you because if you read Daniel chapter eight. It can be recounted or it can be connected to to Alexander the Great, okay? Because exactly it was uh, it happened during the time of Alexander the Great, okay? The prophecy, but then uh, I tried to search on it. I, I realized that the things that happened in the past will happen again, and that there's a specific line of scriptures that says in Daniel chapter eight, which Sir Ken Sandberg explained last Sunday. And that uh, the, the the attack to the, of the goat to the uh, to the ram is something uh, the scripture says not touching the ground. I mean, during the time of Alexander the Great, they don't have the the capability, you know, the kind of a weapon that that would you know hit the enemy that will destroy the enemy without touching the ground. But now we have. Air Force, we have you know rockets, we have unmanned uh, unmanned uh, aircrafts, you know, uh, UA unmanned whatever. So anyway, <laughs> point is, point is, uh, those things that were mentioned in Daniel eight is can be now because it's it's a global. It, the, Daniel eight says uh, it concerns the end of days, the end times, the last days. Okay. And uh, the thing is with uh, Medes and Persia, okay, uh, uh, me meaning to say middle, oh, uh, okay, Persia, Persian, or you say Iran, or what? You, you see, if you look at the tribes where the clan came from, you realize that it's still connected from the 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 people of uh, uh, the Aryan, uh, the I forgot the the, the Russians. Okay, and then the the Greece you say, oh, goat is Greece, all right. And so, w w what is what are these nations? You know, as of today, so you type ancient uh, Greece. What what is the ancient Greece today? What are those nations? And then you realize that it's connected to, guess what? Okay, you do your own research, <laughs> and you realize that whoa. Whoa, 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 what's happening right now? What's w w the war going on right now? So you have an idea uh, how this war will end and how this war will lead to another, okay? <laughs> um, but the thing is, the thing is, my friend, is that in Daniel 8, it says that there is war, this war, and then right after the war from this group, I will not tell you which group, says that the little horn will rise. Do you understand that, you know, uh, the thing that's happening in Israel now, right now, the, the presence of the, the, uh, the acquiring of the red heifer uh, of the Jews right now and the war going on there, you know, it, it all, how could this happen simultaneously? And it fits biblical prophecy, you know, how, how they will converge at one point and then the little horn will rise. Of course, different versions, us, for us Christians, we base it in the Bible. Uh, other groups, religion, they base it in their own writings. Okay, but whatever, even in their writings, it all points to the fulfillment of the prophecy. It's like... It's like whatever your belief, whatever, whatever base, the, the, I mean, wherever, where, wherever you get the basis for your belief, <laughs> still, you know, you're doing something to fulfill prophecy. You know, there's a lot of people, they don't understand that. But you see what? God is uh, making sure that what he says in his word will come to pass. And so. Enough of this uh, red heifer thing, okay? I, I just want to go back to, to the main thing that I want to talk about. But the only point why I mentioned about the red heifer, because it's real. 
and they have it in possession in Israel. And you need to understand that the significance of the red heifer is for them not to become unclean anymore, but to prepare, you know, that the, the, the whole thing concerning the third temple, the preparation requires purification. Again, it requires purification. One more time. It requires purification. And the way to do it, according to the Jews, is the ashes of the red heifer. So they mix it with water and, you know, they know what to do, okay? So that is the point. Okay, now go back. Let's go back to our main question, all right? So what? is the main question okay so i want to answer you because a lot of people are confused before we can answer should christians be afraid about the rebuilding of the third temple should we fear the rebuilding of the third temple so before we can answer that which i already gave an answer earlier at the beginning of this episode but i would like to help you understand somehow uh that uh, what the Bible tells us about the, uh, uh, the sorry, sorry, the third temple. Okay, Revelation 11 verse 1. Okay, what does the Bible say about the third temple? Revelation chapter 11 verse 1 says, I was given a reed like a measuring rod and was told, go and measure the temple of God and the altar and its worshipers but exclude the outer court do not measure it because it has been given to the gentiles they will trample on the holy city for 42 months so the key points or the the key phrases okay take note of this the bible says what verse one go and measure the what the temple of god the temple of God. The temple of God. Christians, you need to know this. That the third temple is the temple of God. It, 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 it does not say the temple of the devil or the temple of Satan. No, 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 no. It says the temple of God. Another thing that you, I want to point out is that it says, and its worshipers. Okay? Those who worship in that temple are what? Are the Jewish people. Okay, worshiping the one, the true living God, which is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Okay, Why, how do I know that? Because verse 2 says, exclude the outer court, do not measure it because it has been given to the Gentiles. Meaning to say, the people who are worshiping okay, in that temple will be what? The Jewish people. And the Gentiles are what? They were given the outer court. All right? So, so th that's it. That's it. Um, you have to understand that the, the third temple is what? The temple of God. Read again. Revelation chapter 11, verse what? Verse 1. And I understand that so many, I mean, many preachers will speak against the rebuilding of the third temple. Uh, they don't like it. I can understand why it's not. It doesn't sound good to them, to to many Christians, and they will quote uh, scriptures uh, against the third temple, like uh, okay, we when Jesus died and rose from the dead, and and the temples, you know, it, there was an earthquake, and you know, the, the the veil was broken. It was a metal. Uh, 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 veil and but it was broken into two into half you know leading, telling us that we can enter the courts uh, uh, his holy presence without you know the animal sacrifice which is true okay and and of course uh, you can also quote in uh, Corinthians second Corinthians says that we are the temple of the Holy Spirit no longer uh, I mean God is in the the the, the physical temple but he lives in us as his uh, living temple okay which is again biblically true okay and um, and also in hebrews it says that jesus christ died for our sins once and for all so, so there is no more need to do the the temple sacrifices and etc which is again true okay uh, and that's the sacrifice of jesus was complete okay 
it is true. So, wh- uh, but the thing is, uh, this third temple uh, will be re- uh, reconstructed. I mean, they, um, I mean, it will be constructed by the Jews, not by Christians, not by, okay. So, what is the point? Because uh, now that we agree to the verses, uh, that, okay. So here's the thing, friends. Both Daniel, okay, the, in, in the Old Testament, Daniel, and, and the Lord Jesus Christ in the New Testament, in the Gospels, <coughs> tell us that the false Messiah, which is the beast or the Antichrist, will come first and defile or desecrate the temple, which is the third temple, before the return of the true Messiah. So if you try to analyze it, it has to happen first. Okay, so the rebuilding of the third temple is essential. It is essential so that prophecy can be fulfilled. Okay, so that prophecy will come to pass. And after the rebuilding of the third temple, the false Messiah will show up and 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 will be destroyed by the real Messiah in God's own set time, right? So, again, uh, we'd like to encourage you to watch our series on the two opposing kingdoms. Again, we, ha- we did a series on two opposing kingdoms. Okay, if you want to understand more con- about that, watch our series on the two opposing kingdoms, okay? Uh, and, uh, yeah... Uh, just check the the comment at uh, the comment box below. Uh, we have a link, okay, that will uh, lead you to our series on the two opposing kingdoms. Okay, so you have you must we must understand that the events end time events are programmed according to the end game story of God. Okay, so again uh, we have uh, another series. <laughs> For the end game story, okay, the end game story of God. So watch that also, all right. And uh, you see, uh, how I wish that the Lord would take us home as early as tonight. <laughs> okay, but not as we will, but uh, His will be done. Okay, but just in case uh, it's not gonna happen, okay, that it's not gonna happen tonight or tomorrow, at least. We are ready, uh, we're prepared, and we, the, we also have food to continue living until he will finally, we're finally out of here, okay? I mean, uh, that's why we need to also prepare. The Last Sunday, in our face-to-face church, I preached on the 12 signs and 4 tasks that we have in the end times. It's very important, okay? Um. Okay, now in conclusion, okay, um, we have come to the uh, last part of our topic. What does the Bible say about the rebuilding of the third temple? So I'm going to make it short and simple, okay? I have not, um, the, the, the gospels, the scriptures, the passages of scriptures that are related to what I'm going to, uh, discuss or reiterate or mention to you are not included here because uh, you know I'm I didn't have maybe the time or I did not remember but I will try to mention okay so again what does the Bible say about the rebuilding of the third temple number one number one the third temple is God's temple okay remember we read to you Revelation chapter 11 <clears throat> Verse 1, you know, it says it is God's temple, okay? Now, number 2, the third temple is part of the unconditional, unconditional prophecies concerning the end times, okay? Unconditional, unconditional means what? It means we cannot stop it from happening, okay? Okay? You, even if you pray and fast and you know do your best uh, to pray against the 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 rebuilding of the third temple it's not going to work why because this is part of the end game story of god okay it is part so how can you stop why would you stop it 
Okay? It's like uh, Peter telling Jesus, Lord, that will never happen. You know, it's like saying, over my dead body, Lord. And, and then the Lord told him, get behind me, Satan. You are not, you're not. You see, make sure that you are not going against the will of God. If you oppose the third temple, you are opposing the will of God. Do you understand? I hope you understand that. So, Because it has to happen. It has to happen. That's why we told you unconditional prophecies. You cannot stop. No one can stop it from happening. Okay? And the third temple will be constructed and will be desecrated before the coming uh, before the coming of the real Messiah who will destroy the false Messiah. Sorry for the cler clerical error, uh, grammatical error. Okay? So you can read Daniel chapter 8.25 and 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 verse 8. Before the coming of the real Messiah, the false Messiah will come and desecrate the temple. Okay? So again, the rebuilding of the third temple is what? Part of the unconditional prophecies. Okay, number three. The third temple is one of the milestone that points to or announces the soon and coming return, the second coming of the Lord Yeshua HaMashiach, the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, with the rebuilding of the third temple, the false Messiah will be identified and he will proclaim himself he will proclaim himself to be god but the true messiah will come to destroy him read daniel 8:25 and second thessalonians chapter 2 verse 8 that is so comforting to read okay the knowing the for us to that we're certain that uh, this this false messiah will bring much trouble to the to the chosen ones, to the elect, to the, to the people that God loves, okay? Uh, but, um, but the Bible tells us that he will be destroyed, the Antichrist, the false Christ. He will be destroyed by the real one. And, um, uh, okay, uh, let, let's read 2 Thessalonians 2.8. It says, And then the lawless one will be revealed, whom the Lord Jesus will overthrow, with the breath of his mouth and destroy by the splendor of his coming. King James Version says, And then shall that wicked be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. Okay, therefore, thus, we should rejoice that Jesus is coming soon. Okay, drawing nearer. His coming is drawing nearer and nearer every day. But at the same time, we should be preparing for the trying times. And at the same time, we should, you know, work on, you know, let, let us deepen our devotion, our relationship, uh, and loyalty to the Lord Jesus Christ. Okay? Uh, so that we will remain true, we'll remain faithful and true through uh, troubled times. Okay? If, in case, you and I are still here, okay? But if the Lord will take you ahead, well, good for you, okay? The Bible says, blessed are those who die <laughs> at, uh, from this time on. And, and so, uh, so, friends, ladies and gentlemen, whether, whether, you know, whatever position you, you know, you, you're holding on to concerning the rapture, we need to be ready and you know point is um the point is that uh we really don't know when the rapture will take i mean you don't we don't know the day we don't know the time the minute the hour we don't know because you see the bible says the lord the savior himself said no one knows only the father the angels don't know if the son of man doesn't know how could the Bible scholars know? Okay? So the point is, when will the rapture take place? When the Heavenly Fathers, when God says it's time. It's time. Then it's time. Okay? That's why the, the Lord says, uh, be ready. 
Because you don't know when the Son of Man will come. Okay? Because He, okay, another version says, because He will come when you do not expect Him. That's why we need to what? Prepare. So, friends, <coughs> I believe part of our prepare, preparation, because uh, you see, we know that uh, in the end times, besides the pestilences or, or, or famine, uh, the Bible also mentioned about famine. You know, there will be shortages of food, you know. Uh, and so, prepare. So, why prepare? Why plant? You know, I'll give you a tip. Daniel 7, 23 to 25. Revelation 13, verse 7. Revelation 13, verses 15 to 17. Okay. That this, the beast, will secure power through political and socio-economic system that will accommodate the whole world. Remember, he... His, one of his plan is to uh, make the world one, okay? And the the monetary system it will be he will change, he will, okay? But he is going to require allegiance. That is where the marking of the beast comes in, because uh, he is going to require allegiance. Uh, remain loyal to the Lord Jesus Christ. Don't receive the mark of the beast. I'm telling you now because. That is not a simple thing. For the Lord, that is betrayal. You cannot betray the King of Kings. Why? The Bible says this. Listen up, listen up. Very important, very important. Who is this beast? Who is this beast in Revelation 13? Listen. The Bible says that the dragon, okay, or Satan, gave him, gave the beast his power, his authority, his throne. Do you understand? It means that the, the beast, that Antichrist, is the devil in person. <laughs> there's, no, there's no other way to explain it. It's, it's found in the book of Revelation. Okay? So if you read the book of Revelation, the power, the authority, okay, that the beast has is coming from the dragon itself. Read it. Okay? So... My point, friends, is this. If you receive the mark of the beast, you're doomed forever to death, to suffer. Because you denied Christ. Because you betrayed Christ. Because you turned away from the, the Lord Jesus Christ. So this is actually a time of testing for those who are here. Okay, Those who, are, uh, those who live during the time of the beast that... Uh, they should remain faithful to Christ. That's why the Bible says this calls for what? Patient endurance to the saints. Patient endurance. You have to endure. And you. And I tell you, you can defeat the beast. How? By faith. By remaining true to the Lord Jesus Christ. Even if they, it, 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 you know, even if the, it means uh, your life. Even if they will take your life, you must remain faithful and true. And that is the only way you can defeat the beast. Okay? Now, I understand that dying for Christ is not that easy. It's not simple. But if you really love the Lord Jesus Christ, you're willing to give your life to Him. Because all that matters now is you and the Lord Jesus Christ. It's your allegiance to Christ. But, but, if you switch allegiance to the beast, you will receive the mark of the beast. And that is why, uh, and that is when you cannot buy or sell. So right now, it's it's it it would be good if you join uh, our trainings, our, uh, you know the how to plant, how to grow your own food. So when the time comes, you cannot buy. At least you can eat. There's something to eat. There's something for you to uh, feed your family. And we have ministries to the poor. And uh, that's why I'm challenging those who are rich. I mean, those who have uh, lots of uh, uh, properties that you're not using, but you know can be used for planting, for growing foods. Because you see, even now, uh, it's not, you know, you cannot buy everything in market, you know. But uh, if we can produce our own food, then then ministries like feeding the poor can continue, okay? So m my heart is uh, if we can uh, have a small, even just a small farm that our ministry can use that will be used 
for the feeding for the poor. Okay? I tell you this, friend, if you are you're listening right now and you have a farm that we can dedicate for, to feed the poor, you know, I am willing, we are willing to set it up and that the harvest will be for the poor. Okay, so that our ministry do not need to go to the market and buy some stuff, you know, from, from those places. We grow our own food so that whatever happens in the world, uh, we can continue to help feed the poor. And I'm not, I'm not making this up. We're, we are doing it right now. I mean, the, our family, the, some who are gifted in, in doing a feeding ministry, they're doing it. My my role is different. My role is, you know, if uh, we can supply and provide, uh, that's part of our role. Uh, uh, challenge people to give <laughs> so that we have something to feed the poor. Okay? So, um, we don't want to be selfish in this life. We don't want to be greedy. That's why we're sharing things. And I'm, we're, we're, we do things. There's a lot of things we do for free because, you know, as long as those people who will benefit from it will promise not to be greedy <laughs> and also share their food and their faith to people who need, uh, who, who, who need salvation, okay? Who needs Jesus, because indeed, there's nothing more important than our eternal salvation. So again, uh, where are we? So, so um, now, how sure are we that the events that we mention about will really come to pass? You know, how sure are we about the coming uh, future events, the prophecies? Okay, let me tell you, the Bible is flawless. Okay, the Bible is flawless ever since the prophecies. So much. In fact, I mean, in fact, there's a lot of prophecies that are already fulfilled, okay, in the past and today. And uh, we're, we're, we're near at the end, okay, of the prophecy. <laughs> and you need to get right with God. Get right with God, okay? Don't, don't wait, you know, come back. If you're like the person in that parable of the lost son, you know, return, repent, come home, come home, come home, come home, okay? Come home to Jesus. Hallelujah. So, friends, um, again, the Bible's flawless. It gives us precise information on what and how and the sequence of events and how, I mean how they will happen before they happen uh, except okay except for the when or the time of the rapture for in, for instance because only the father knows okay when the father our heavenly father decides when he wanted to take us to himself it will happen it will happen. So, I will not tell you when, but I will tell you, be ready 24-7. Get right with God. If you're not right with God, get right with God right now. Okay? So, let us close in prayer. Father in heaven, I'm, I'm, I'm so thankful that everyone who has listened to this episode, to this preaching, Lord, I pray that you would convict them speak to their hearts those who are not living right with you lord i pray that they would repent that they will you know grant them the grace lord grant them the grace and the and the courage lord to return to you to the family of god to the church lord i i rebuke uh, the spirit of uh, of pride in jesus name I pray, Lord God, for the spirit of humility. Lord, I pray that the heart of stone will turn to a heart of flesh. I pray, Lord God, that you would awaken us. Let there be a great awakening, revival and awakening to the people, to the world. Lord, uh, you know what I mean, God. With all the signs of the end times that are upon us right now 
Father, I pray that Christians, for Christians to wake up from sleep, O oh God, and finish the work, that, Lord, they would preach the gospel, the gospel of the kingdom of God, that they would preach to their neighbors, preach to their network of friends, preach using their social media, Lord, because there's so many people, O oh God, who do, who do not know the way. So I pray, Lord, for courage to come upon your people and discernment that they would discern the signs of the times that we're living at right now. So, Father, we praise you. We glorify you. Bless us even, Lord, in our next service. We pray, O oh God, that you bless us. Your anointing be with us because, Lord, help us how to uh, share your word your truth uh, let your wisdom flow hallelujah and now the lord bless you and keep you the lord makes his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you the lord lift up the light of his countenance upon you and give you his peace may the grace of the lord jesus christ yeshua hamashiach the love of god the love of abba father our abba father and the fellowship, the communion of the Holy Spirit be with us all. And all of God's people say, Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Amen. So God bless you, friends. Uh, thank you for joining us today. Uh, we hope to see you again, that you would join us again next week. That's it for today's episode. Thank you for joining us. Keep in touch with us via Facebook by going to facebook.com slash mfcdvo or search for Maranatha Family Church Davo on Facebook, where we also stream our church services. Again, that's facebook.com slash mfcdvo. God bless.